Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. He's back, baby. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's National Hamburger Day. That means White Castles for breakfast, Big Macs for lunch, and Whoppers for dinner. What's up, boys and girls? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Oldtimer with Cheeseman. This is Chad. Euro Chad will return. So wash. And on this week's show, Elon is X-rated, DEI goes down, and Google for Jobs marches on. Let's do this. <laughs> Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Oh my God, dude! That the picture of you on the socials in the uh, airport coming back to the U.S. Man, just salty, salty, salty. Hating it, hating it, hating it. I mean, but but I gotta say, what a great two and a half months away in Europe. All the different countries that we visited were very, very different, yet all incredibly welcoming in their own way. We went to uh, had some time in on um, the islands of of Madeira, which are just fucking gorgeous. Yeah, a week. A week in Vienna, a week in Krakow, a few days in Stamford, England, then on our way to Wreckfest for an amazing event. Uh, after Wreckfest, we actually hosted friends at our place in the Algarve for a week. And then after that, we had a week and a half of absolutely nothing until we got back state stateside just yesterday. So it was, it was a great, great time. Um, next time I think we're going to spend the entire time just at home 
on the southern coast of Portugal. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's uh, let's break down the world tour uh, for the rest of the year. You're in the states for like a couple months. Yeah, until uh, until Paris, baby, until Unleash okay. Paris, which we'll talk about in in events, and then we'll uh, we'll be out and about uh, and about then. But uh, you know, if listeners, obviously, you've been you've been keeping track. I've had different backgrounds every week uh-huh. for uh, the, the last two and a half months. Uh, whether I was in Krakow, Vienna, we we were in a freaking hotel rooms in. Uh, <laughs> In England, you were yep. in, you were in Liverpool, and I was I was in Nebworth. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're all, all over the place, having a great time, and just trying to live the life, baby. Well, I I'm glad to have you back. No more ta- crazy time zone shit, like regular time. And <laughs> was, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure your dogs were glad to see you. Yes, they they know that they they get away with a little bit more the first week mm-hmm. that we're home, so uh, they, they're enjoying that as well. All, All three right, of let's, them. Let's get to it. Shout out. All right. I'm, I'm going to roll into shout outs, if, if you don't mind, right yep. out of the gate. And this is going to be very, very tearful. Uh-huh. Uh, first shout out to Julie Sowash. So the pinnacle of the trip, and you're going to find this to be quite hilarious after okay. what I just said, was building a shed with my wife. Yes. So we needed a shed. So I took the measurements Not and I tent. asked Julie. Julie, no, a, a sh- shed. A okay. shed. Yeah, right. a shed. And uh, the fucking thing must have been made by Ikea. There were so many pieces for no apparent goddamn reason. Mm -hmm. The directions were total shit. So over a two-day and nine-hour build, which should have taken about four hours, Uh we we didn't have one fight. Nobody raised their voices. And it was, it wasn't, it wasn't marital bliss, but I tell you what, shout out to the true test of marital patience and love that's ikea or building a fucking shed like this so shout out to julie Sowash. all right all right <laughs> all right yeah that's definitely like euro chad laid back oh yeah beachfront like that columbus indiana <laughs> it's like full-blown uh karate fight it's uh it's different here here back in the states well Should my first my shout ass, out yeah. goes to a, a fallen fallen monster if you will so we both remember oh. the days of Super Bowl ads and yep. parties and uh, and zeppelins and all kinds of stuff. Well, you think Monster is dead? Well, think again, Chad. Think again. <laughs> They've announced that they will remain the official job board of Ooh. the Boston Red Sox through 2023 oh, and into 2024. Ooh, As part okay. of the partnership, they'll release a comedic short film called, quote, The Mascot Within, featuring the Red Sox mascot, Wally. News to me, the film follows Wally's journey to discover his perfect job at Fenway Park with the help of, you guessed it, Monster.com. Fans also have a chance to win special game seats and a VIP tour of Fenway Park. Who needs Super Bowl ads? Monster is back, baby. Go Sox, <laughs> who are closing in on last place in the AL East, by the way. Uh, the Yankees are in the in the basement, Just just in case you're wondering. I know you've been gone from America for a while. Probably not a lot of Yankees news in Portugal. Yeah, no, no, no. A lot of like, New York Yankees hats, though. Nobody knows what they are, but they know it's New York, so it's, yeah, it's got a, it's got a great brand. Uh, it's funny because the Monsters mascot Trump they don't have anymore, so they had to use somebody's mascot. Is might might as well be you know the Red Sox. Um, I want to shout out to listener love. So being gone. For the last two and a half months, we've been lucky enough to have uh, some, some presents just pile up around here. I love listener love. First and foremost was a bottle of Woodford Reserve Double Oak. Doesn't oh, anyone notice now. this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. From Mike <laughs> Fitzsimmons over at Crosscheck. And oh. then I got two bags of my favorite Turkish coffee with proper coffee cups, the actual actual Turkish coffee cups from my Huber and our friends over at Tadio. And not to be outdone, our friend Evan White, get ready for this kids, sent a (laughs) 2.75 liter, look at that, 2.75 liter bottle of Eagle Rare to Julie. Two five liters. Okay. Yes. Yes. To Julie, which detailed that this bottle could help her through the struggles of being my wife, which I thought was hilarious. Now, a normal size bottle, look, you got to see normal size bottle, 
750 milliliters. This is almost <laughs> two and a half times that. I mean, That's- Evan was not fucking around, kids. So shout out to Mike, Maya, and our friend Evan. Evan is getting a lot of use out of that Costco card. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, that's the only place I could think that you could get that big yes. of a bottle. Of, no uh, shit. Of, right? Right? Of Eagle Rare. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right. All right. All right, Chad. My next shout out. Uh, you don't normally think of fast food when it comes to saving the planet. <laughs> but QSR Magazine is predicting restaurants will lead the green charge. That's right. Well, it only takes five minutes to fill up your gas tank. It takes up to 30 minutes to charge your car. And restaurants like Subway and Starbucks are betting that you'll come in to charge and get a snack while you're waiting. More than 84 million people eat at quick serve restaurants every day in the U.S. I'm one of those 84 million on most oh, yeah, days anyway. And more and more locations are hoping you'll make your choice based on a cheap charge shout out to fast food restaurants greening the world and i gotta say the midwest could actually say that it is the uh, capital uh the fast food capital of the world because i think that that is probably 99.9 percent of the restaurants that we have here in flyover country yeah yeah look either either gas stations are going to have to like become more sit down hang out wi-fi places Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah, like restaurants are perfect opportunities to build these out. And they had nice little drawings. If you want to Google QSR <laughs> fast food EVs, like new subways look like the old um, root beer place, the A&W. Oh, yeah. Remember A&W's, the A&W's yeah. and the, yeah. So it's oh, like you park your car, wow. plug it in, order a, a sandwich and a, and a sarsaparilla. Like, sounds like heaven <laughs> to me. I'm in. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Now, uh, are, does the wait staff, do they roll around on, on skates? I mean, because that, that was a thing. Well, by then there'll be robots, and the robots will uh, probably just wheel around, and uh, yeah, we won't call. have people at these places. Yeah, but what we will have, Joel, is T-shirts. So the social, mm-hmm. all over the socials, they've been blowing up with Chad and Cheese T-shirt sightings. PhD Andrea Durler. Over at uh, Vizier, our favorite uh, turnover contagion specialist. Also, Melissa Bordage and Catherine Henry, all sporting the new Chad and Cheese threads on the socials. Shelly Billinghurst created a new Recruitment Flex logo wearing, wearing Chad and Cheese while drinking a bourbon. Very mm. apropos, Shelly. Very yeah. apropos. And last but not least, Bill Fanning sent me a message and he said, we made the t-shirts too soft. His wife keeps stealing his. Well, you know what, Bill? Mission accomplished. That's right. But you cannot win a Chad and Cheese t-shirt from our friends at JobGit if you don't register at chadcheese.com. Just click the free link in the header and there you go. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What else can you win, Joel? There's more, right? Oh my, not just t-shirts. By the way, Bill, you can never go too soft or too hard. What are you doing, step bro? That's right. And we can announce this month's winners, actually. Uh, Stacy Shaw was our whiskey winner from our friends yes. at uh, Tex Colonel. Colin Parker is our beer winner from Aspen Tech Labs. And our rum with plum celebrating a birthday was Suzanne Parham this month. So yes, but you can't win if you don't play kids. What about our getaway? We need a getaway winner. I'm passing that to you after I say you got to go to chadcheese.com backslash free, but that's not all you can win, Chad. That's right. You can actually win a $250, that's right, $250 Airbnb card for a getaway from our friends at Abode HR. They are the specialists in being able to help you get your Gen Zers in place. That's right. Abode HR, $250 Airbnb card. You got to go to chadcheese.com. Click on free, register all of that booty. The bounty of that booty could be yours, maybe. (laughs) All the booty. (laughs) By the way, we don't say it enough, but if you haven't left us a review on your favorite podcast platform of choice, please do so, whether it's positive or negative. We love the feedback. Give it. No matter what. No matter what. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) Can you feel the tension? In the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. A few fans are celebrating another trip around the sun with a birthday uh, this week. That includes Dustin Carper, Jeremy Bright, Drew Field, Jim Schneider, 
Joe Wilkie, Mary Lanahan, Sarah Berlin, Ashley Smith, Julia Levy, Damon Ashley, Brian Chaney, Crystal Lay, Marin Hogan, wow. Jason Basir, and... Take off, Lee. We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. That's right. You mentioned Shelly, but Serge Boudreau is Serge. also celebrating a birthday. So happy... <laughs> happy birthday! Happy birthday, everybody. Happy that's birthday. right. That's right. Guess what time it is? Oh. Shaker <laughs> Recruitment Marketing. We are on the road again. Wreckfest Nashville on September 13th and 14th. The Chad and Cheese will be emceeing the Disrupt stage. We're going to be there all of day one. There's two days, two days, all of day one. Uh, we get a rest on the Sabbath, being the seventh day, uh, and, or the second day in this case. And we're going to have some special special guests on stage. So come out, check us out. Then we're going to HR Tech in Vegas, October 10th through the 13th, where we will be spending two whole days in the Fuel 50 booth drinking interviewing and doing whatever the hell we want because i'm sure that's exactly what they want plus i hear uh, we're gonna have guests which are carbon copies of uh, the chad and cheese uh, the, just a rumor uh, chad just a rumor don't get okay. don't get the masses okay. too excited too quickly it's okay, just a rumor okay. at this point last but not least a few days later just a few days later we're going back to europe baby that's right we're getting on a plane and we're heading to paris for unleash world october 17th and 18th it is a staple event in hr and recruiting industry and if you're a startup which i know a good amount of you probably are mm-hmm. you should check out the digital startup competition we can see you there at chadcheese.com Go to events in the upper right-hand corner. Register, register, register. Can't wait to see you. Thank God we have August to recover. Our poor livers need a break. Topics! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, Twitter is getting into recruitment. What? But let's talk about the name change real quick, Chad. Twitter is now X. The company said, quote, the Twitter name made sense when it was just 140 character messages going back and forth like birds tweeting. But now you can post almost anything hinting a super app was coming. Chad, your thoughts on Twitter becoming X. I mean, Elon Musk is literally taking everything away that made Twitter great. It was microblogging, which teased people into content. Right. I mean, that's that's really what it was. It, it was good for teasing people, having quick and snarky rebuttals and con, you know, r- really having good discussion back and forth. Now, that's just not the case. Twitter X, though. So you're, you're taking a well-known global brand and you're changing it for no fucking reason. I mean, you can make these stupid changes under the Twitter name, but he wants to turn it into something entirely new and different. He's making a ton of changes that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about here, here in a minute as we get into the recruiting side of the house. Yep. But I, I don't know if this is real. You know, it's kind of like him him uh, wanting to have a dick measuring contest inside the octagon with, with Zuckerberg. I don't know if... What comes out of this guy's mouth is actually real. You go to x.com now and it, you know, it redirects to Twitter. Yep. Uh, I just don't know why you would spend those resources trying to push everything. I just, none of this makes sense to me from a business standpoint. He's just losing money. Yeah. It's funny you said, I don't know if it's real. And so the first thing, the first two that came to my mind in my lifetime as major brand screw ups, number one is new Coke. <laughs> yeah. New Coke was a disaster. Coke was quick to turn around and say, okay, sorry, let's go back to Coca-Cola Classic. By the way, Mm -hmm. Coke Classic does not taste the same as the original Coke because we actually had we actually had cans of the old Coke and they had classic. I did taste tests as a teenager. I'm like, this is not the same. Something is going on. (laughs) Anyway, so so the conspiracy theorist in me said Coke had that planned all along, that they were going to switch back to maybe a cheaper recipe and fool Mm -hmm. everybody. Anyway, and then Netflix when they were moving from like direct mail movie CDs or DVDs, went into streaming, they created a new brand called Quickster. I don't know if you remember this or not, but Quickster was like a week long thing. The Wall Street freaked out. People were like, what the hell's going on? And then they quickly said, just kidding. We're still Netflix. And now Netflix (laughs) is known more for streaming now than actual mail mail DVDs. So I kind of thought at first, oh, Elon's going to go, okay, I'm sorry. I pissed off the community. We'll go back to Twitter. But all signs point to this being a thing now. You have a multi-billion dollar brand that was built for free 
at the footer of every major media company, every major company. Every site almost on the web has a Twitter bird that links back to Twitter. To, to yeah. throw that away so just in a cavalier fashion just was weird. Clearly, Elon doesn't care. Uh, he's not listening to anybody. This is going to go down as one of the biggest branding mistakes that you'll probably ever think of. Just like Netflix wasn't pigeon, pigeonholed into mailing DVDs, Twitter isn't pigeonholed into always being a 140-character messaging thing back and forth. You can evolve this thing into whatever. This super app that he's talking about where there's payments and I guess you can call an automated uh, Tesla at some point or maybe maybe get a, a trip to space with your phone. Like, I don't know where this thing's going, but... But to make it X, like there's stories about like trademark issues, like companies like Microsoft with Xbox, there's like X trademarks. So this is going to be a real, <laughs> this is going to be another uh, headache for him legally. Yeah. They took the poor guy that had the X uh, handle and just said like, sorry, dude, we're taking this, we're taking this over. So now X at Twitter is now X, right? It's, new, it's the new company. Look, either he's going to look like a total genius and, and crush this thing, or it's just going to go down as one of the many stupid consumer electronic mistakes and sites that, that he that he's doing stick with cars stick with spaceships dude like it's just kind of sad to see this thing spiral down into 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 trash yeah. it's sad but they're getting into recruiting so it should, it's all good maybe they can turn it around with hiring so let's go to recruitment now chad twitter is sure. reportedly developing quote Twitter hiring, end quote, a job listings feature for verified organizations to post up to five listings visible on their profile. The service is expected to be free for verified organizations offered alongside the $1,000 a month verified organization subscription. So it's not exactly quite free, uh, but I guess it is in a roundabout way. Twitter's interest in jobs, jobs related offerings was evident as they acquired the job matching startup Lasky which we discovered or talked about, Chad, a few weeks ago. And and Elon Musk expressed interest in the idea when they acquired Lasky. Chad, your thoughts on Twitter or X or whatever hiring? <sighs> okay, so we're going to start out with a couple of quotes. So get, get all this put into perspective. So this quote is from NDTV. Quote, advertiser spending dropped 89% to $7.6 million over a two-month period earlier this year, according to estimates from market research firm Sensor Tower, end quote dropped 89%. Then the BBC reports, quote, Twitter has lost almost half of its advertising revenue since it was bought by Elon Musk last October in a statement by Musk, end quote. Uh, job postings won't heal Twitter's self-inflicted revenue wounds. It, it's just not going to happen. This is a gushing wound and he's got a generic band-aid that they're trying to apply to it. Job postings on Twitter are, are already happening. And if you're following a company that you're interested in, you're probably already seeing jobs in your feed. Uh, they're probably 99% irrelevant, but jobs, you know, have been in the feed since back in the tweet my jobs days. Five featured jobs. I mean, can you imagine a company with hundreds or, or thousands of jobs trying to manage the top five jobs on your profile? Mm-hmm. If you can only sponsor five jobs, I mean, because there's no clarity about this yet. Uh, if you can only sponsor five jobs at a time, that dramatically curbs the revenue opportunity. That makes no sense. Discovery, how will Twitter you know, drive relevant leads to real engagement? Well, the answer is relevant job content. But Twitter has little to no understanding of users' work history, career pathing, or anything related to providing relevant job content to users. Now, I understand that Twitter purchased Lasky, a job matching platform, but without the data about me and my work history, none of that fucking matters, Mm -hmm. right? Again, you're just making shit up. You're going to have hallucinations all over the place. Employer branding. What brand wants to be involved in this shit show other than maybe the MyPillow guy, right? So very few as demonstrated by advertising, marketing, and brand leaders pulling their cash out of Twitter. So this isn't bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the equivalent of bringing a man with no arms and no legs to a gunfight. Tell us how you really feel, Chad. So so this is really interesting. And, and this goes back in my mind. Reed Hoffman and Elon worked at PayPal 
together. Uh, so, th- so Elon's known about probably the idea of LinkedIn before it actually even launched. So I got to think at the back of my mind, Elon has always thought about, hey, LinkedIn is a good business. It has no competition. And we talked last week about uh, LinkedIn getting some some competition. Is it in the form of Twitter? I don't know, but I got to think Elon is is thinking about that. The history, you touched on it, of jobs integrating with social media is long and it's it's a long list of of trail of the dead. You might remember <laughs> Simply Hired did a deal with MySpace back in the day yep. to power jobs uh, for them. Simply Hired was the backfill for LinkedIn for many years. You could see the LinkedIn jobs and there was a second tab for Simply Hired uh, that you could see that there. We, we both remember Google Base, which was Google's first drop into that quickly, followed by Google Plus. Uh, there was no integration there. Facebook jobs we've talked about and they've done since we've launched this show. Jobs on Facebook are gone. So if Facebook can't make this shit work, do we really think that Twitter can make uh, this work? It's doubtful. I feel like Elon's going to get bored. He's going to move on to other stuff, more exciting stuff. But I also appreciate that it's low-hanging fruit. You know, if you can get 10,000 companies to like be a verified company and be able to put jobs up. You know, that's $120 million a year, like no big deal, but that's not chump change either. Uh, there's got to be searchability. Uh, it looks like you can put your ATS or an XML feed into Twitter and maybe you select the five jobs that are at the top or maybe it's searchable. Again, we, we don't quite know what it's going to look like. Then I think the next step is if you want to apply to jobs or if you want to access jobs or more jobs or if you want to put yourself out there to be hired, mm. you will subscribe as a user to then put yourself out there. So now it's a position where all these job seekers that are on Twitter, just like on LinkedIn where it says I'm looking for work or I'm open to work, now on Twitter you'll be able to like add that I'm open to work as long as I'm paying the $8 a month to be on Twitter. So I think he's going to create this model of like, hey, if you pay subscription, you get all this stuff and we'll keep adding value. Uh, the golden goose, of course, is companies paying $1,000 a month uh, to do this. I think a lot of companies will just to see how it works. Uh, and if he adds value to that, then then they'll keep doing it. But that said, this is a drop in the bucket of the kind of money he has to start making to like mm. make his $44 billion investment worthwhile. Uh, it's an easy like, easy layup in terms of getting some revenue. I'm not shaking in my boots if I'm LinkedIn. I'm not losing sleep if I'm Indeed. Uh, This is kind of a nice discussion point, but it'll probably be dead in a year. He's literally submarine this business. And now he's coming up with all these different ideas that have no focus whatsoever in trying to Again, put a cheap Band-Aid on a fucking gushing wound. He's he's had problems with brands. Any brand that has already started pulling revenue, advertising dollars, what do you think is going to happen if a company says, well, we're going to go ahead and sponsor for $1,000 a month or what have you? Marketing finds out about it and says, no, fuck that. Optics-wise, that's fucking stupid. Don't do that. We've yeah. pulled we've pulled everything off of there in the first place for a reason. So yeah, I, I just think from an optics standpoint, from you know a business model standpoint, he is all over the place, all over the place. And in the X, the, the X marks the spot on the fucking problem. It, it is all fucked up. Not since rim jobs has X jobs <laughs> been so interesting. More spaghetti at the wall from Mr. Musk. Sixty percent of the time, uh... it works. Every time. All right, let's go from Twitter or X to Google. Uh, This is from our friends at AIM. Google-sponsored job ads, or what the kids are calling GSJA, that doesn't really roll off the tongue very well, could roll out fully in Q3 of 2023, providing sponsored posts above Google for jobs results. Job boards may benefit initially, but need to adopt with SEO, SEM, and budget allocation. Regulatory concerns might lead Google to proceed cautiously, especially in Europe. Industry insiders believe GSJA will attract high-quality candidates and create new advertising opportunities for recruiters. However, there are challenges in understanding user intent for general job searches. Overall, however, AIM thinks Google's entry into job advertising could reshape how employers reach qualified candidates. Chad, what are your thoughts on GSJA? I think it's it's interesting, and I'm going to hit with a, a different a different angle. Uh, I think uh, Google's going to do a damn good job, much better than we've seen in the past, especially around user experience. But remember, remember that Indeed is now playing ball with Google for Jobs. So 
won't this just turn into another Indeed buying up more inventory like they did with Google PPC? Most niche job site players aren't a fish. Uh, they're not sophisticated enough to pull together great SEO, SEM, and now Google for job ads. Indeed is, right? Agencies, this is where recruitment marketing firms should step in and fill the void, not just for their employer brands, but for niche job site players as well. It's low-hanging fruit, especially in connecting user behavior with retargeting campaigns. That's what you will see from a lot of these job boards who want to really juice up their uh, juice up their traffic. Um, here's a big European aha moment. Uh, European job sites have had have held their ground amazingly against Indeed. Indeed doesn't have great uh, penetration into most of their countries because their local brands stand strong. But what other brands stand strong? Google. And Indeed could easily sway local loyal locals their way throughout spending European brands on Google. Indeed can hop in. And that is where a lot of the job search is actually, is, is actually starting. So it's, it's a trust by association. And Google could be Indeed's tro- Trojan horse into Europe. Now, beyond Europe, Indeed is only one site, right? And I've, I've had actually discussions and, and people have talked about, well, it's a, they're, they're just one site and Google for job wants, you know, they want diversity. Well, here's diversity for you, kids. There's another site called Glassdoor and then another site called Simply Hired, which Indeed pretty much runs both of, which means also the top three positions are theirs right out of the gate if they have the spend, of course. So I, I see many layers happening here in a Trojan horse into Europe through Google, because there's trust there. Also, you take a look beyond Europe into just being able to take all of the inventory, which they did very well when they first started search engine marketing way back in the day. They had great SEO, great SEM, and they just killed it. They could do that exact same strategy, starting with Google for jobs right out of the gate, and then start better penetration into Europe. You said penetration. Just the tip. <laughs> Uh, so I think both of us at some point in our prediction shows uh, talked about Google uh, monetizing Google for Jobs with a pay-per-click solution. So uh, I think you're taking credit for this year when they rolled it out first to like big players, ZipRecruiter and some of the others. Mm. It's a natural progression. Anyone who knows anything about Google and what they've done saw this coming. Now they're going to roll it out to the masses. Something about timing. Google's really good about timing. Like right when Indeed started fucking with their paper, whatever, Google started sort of monetizing, rolling out pay-per-click. So it was like, oh, what... What great timing, both for Google and what a fuck up timing it was for Indeed to like, or for, uh, yeah, for Indeed to like mess with their pricing structure. So now you have AppCast acquiring Baird, and now all the agencies are freaked out about where we're going to put our spin in terms of uh, distributing job postings. Well, what great timing. Now Google's about to unroll out or roll out their pay per click solution. So all these agencies are going to like easily be able to tell their clients, oh, Google has a solution now. We're going to go put a lot of spin that we were putting in AppCast or everywhere else into Google. And what what employer is going to say, no, don't spend money on Google. That sounds like a big waste of money. I've never heard of them. As opposed to like a second tier programmatic solution, Google looks like, oh, our agency is super smart. They're super on it. Yes, <laughs> I will. I will vote for leaving AppCast or whatever we're using and leveraging Google. Like every employer is going to be on board with that. So now the agencies have perfect timing to be able to roll all their people, all these big companies into Google's pay-per-click. And all Google has to do is not fuck it up. Because if the spin works, if they get applies and they get the same kind of traffic that they were getting from AppCast or anywhere else, they're going to be able to keep that spend. And it's eventually going to trickle down to smaller companies. They'll be able to like, hey, post a job. Hey, you want to boost this? You want to like put some money toward that? So smaller businesses will, will I think, gravitate toward toward Google. Uh, I think this is a big win for Google. Who's not going to pay for it? Everyone's going to pay for it. Companies are going to get on board. Agencies are going to spend a bunch of money in it. And we hate SMBs, but I think SMBs are going to slowly gravitate away from ZipRecruiter, Craigslist, whatever, and start posting their jobs directly onto Google. And they bring back hire for hire Google and they become... No, I'm kidding. They don't become an ATS again for all. (laughs) But... I think uh, it's it's a natural progression. It's going to happen. What I've been waiting for 
a long time is mm-hmm. Google Plus comes back. You have your resume, your profile on Google, and you can easily apply to to these jobs. That's still, I think, going to happen. But for now, we'll just have to accept the old school pay-per-click, uh, set a budget, and get traffic that we've all known and loved Google for almost two decades now uh, doing. And now employers and agencies can embrace it. Finally. Finally. Quick break, and we'll talk about DEI going down. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, the Wall Street Journal, one of your favorite publications, is reporting demand for chief diversity officers is on the decline after a surge in interest a few years ago. And these executives are facing higher turnover rates than their counterparts in human resources. This is according to live data technologies. In addition, some diversity chiefs say that the Supreme Court's recent ruling against affirmative action in higher education is bringing additional scrutiny to their efforts. Companies including Netflix, Disney, and Discovery have recently said that high-profile diversity, equity, and inclusion executives will be leaving their jobs, and thousands of diversity-focused workers have been laid off since last year, and some companies are scaling back racial justice commitments. Chad, I'm guessing you have an opinion on this and want to share it. Possibly. So let's break this down really quick because this isn't just corporate America showing that they really never cared about diversity in the first place. That's that's only the start. Here in the US recently, we've seen affirmative action killed in universities. And I predict that we will also see it challenged in the workplace. We're living in, in a time when states like Florida are citing slavery as a benefit to some slaves, right? In states like Arizona, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Montana, Oklahoma, Texas, and of course, Florida, they have all launched anti-DEI initiatives. This isn't just a sign of corporate America showing that they've always believed that the chief diversity officer position was just a charade. They were all playing for branding optics. No, it goes much, much deeper and demonstrates just how fucked up and devolved the American society is right now. I mean, we are so divided for the wrong reasons. And, and let's let's be clear. A long time ago, we started we started talking and using the word tolerance instead of respect. We we shouldn't tolerate. We should respect different races, genders, religions, choice of who people love, and, and individuals. You know, healthcare choices. We should focus on respect. But corporate America, unfortunately, in this case, is only one of the symptoms of, of the disease, and that is the hard part. So George Floyd was the spark that sort of got this ball rolling. And you could look at Kaepernick. You could look at the Me Too. Is there was a wave in America. For a Mm -hmm. short period that sparked this idea of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Everyone certainly we talked to on the show, everyone in our circles of employment and just human being interactions was that this was a this was a good thing. This was a healing moment, if you will, in America. Unfortunately, it became politicized. It became a way for Fox News to get more watchers and listeners, and it became a way for CNN to do the same thing and MSNBC and whatever. And it, it sadly became this right-wing, left-wing argument about what is the point of this 
movement and particularly what is the point of having a someone at your company that's getting paid uh to do this there was an incident at stanford recently where their dei uh head had an event and they they went into like either another professor or a business guy and so like the media just grabbed onto this and what followed from that was shareholders business owners. You saw companies and CEOs coming out saying that this isn't political. Like we're not here to state, you know, political beliefs. We're here to make money. We're here to make products. We're here to build services. So the volume around this is something that could be a healing moment, something that brings us together became them versus us. Companies started saying we're out of the them versus us business. We're here to make products. They saw what happened to Disney They saw what happened to other companies. The go woke, go broke uh, trend became something that was popular. And my fear is that this is going to exterminate basically the entire title of DEI, leader, manager, et cetera. And we're going to see this trend slowly fade away, sadly. And yeah, like you said, America is going backward. Um, And I, I feel for the folks that were inspired by this movement and saddened that it that it turned into a political fight that companies didn't want any, any part of and letting go of their DEI uh, folks is a, is a casualty of that. And there's just no other way to paint this uh, besides uh, unfortunate and sad uh, for America. Corporate America in this case, if they wanted to reach, uh, achieve pay equity, they would have done it already. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that says it's hard, fuck you. That's bullshit. We know better. There's technology out there. We know better. Okay. They don't want to do it. And this is a great watershed moment in demonstrating, and it should to you, that they didn't give a fuck in the first place, right? Most of these CDOs didn't have staff. They didn't have budget. All they had was a position. And you know what that position was, was there to be? Was to be a chief diversity officer that everybody could point to and say, oh, look, we're doing our, our job. And they yep. weren't. They never were. Now on to something a little lighter, Chad. Please. Good God. Good <laughs> yeah, this God. is a little heavy for you, your first day back in America. Uh, mm. So remember Jeff Taylor, <laughs> Monsters Jeff Taylor's Eons? I can't, I can't forget him, dude. Yeah, I cannot this, forget the, him. The social network slash uh, platform for mm. the 15 over crowd that launched back in 2006. Well, in case you forgot about it, Chad, or our listeners forgot about it, or you don't even know what the hell we're talking about, have a quick listen to a commercial from Eons back in 2006. Hi, I'm Jeff Taylor, and I'm proud to introduce Eons.com. Eons is all about you, but here's the twist. You need to be past your 50th birthday. From this moment with Eons.com, you'll see more, you'll learn more, and you'll be more. Eons.com is the place to go on the web for everything 50 plus. I like to say boom, boom, boom. Let's get started. I'm here at Eons.com. It's free and there's tons to do. First off is fun and it's huge. Find tons of games, brain builders, and movie reviews just for people your age and body. Take the longevity calculator. See how to add years to your life. Don't miss our exclusive products created especially for you. From Life Dreams, where you can build your top 10 list of life goals, to Cranky, the world's first age-relevant search engine. Come see us at Eons.com. You're one click away from living the biggest life possible, and it's free. Be proud. Be inspired. Get it done. You know what's coming. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 baby. Was Jeff even 50 when he launched Eons. Anyway. I don't think he was. No, I don't think he was. I mean, I think uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, Jane Seymour was, who was the, the spokeswoman for this. But yeah, uh, Crank, yeah. Cranky was, it was like rank in large letters and then the C and the mm. Y were small at the end. Uh, so, so Chad, fast forward to today Ooh. and now a company called Peppermint, mm. a New York City based <laughs> online clubhouse as i put in quotes i guess that's what we're calling social networks now for adults 55 and over that's right we've gone from 50 over now 55 uh has secured eight million dollars in seed funding led by primetime partners the platform offers interactive workshops and clubs to promote engagement and learning it plans to expand operations and collaborate with senior centers to foster connections chad What's old is new again. What are your thoughts on Eons 2.0, a.k.a. Peppermint? 
Eight million is a lot of money for a seed round, and yeah. it's a shit ton of money to throw straight into the fucking toilet. <laughs> Face it, nobody wants to feel old, and creating a social media platform for people 55 plus means the equivalent to an old folks home social media platform. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really what it is. So now, if they're trying to get laid by someone your own age, then a dating site or dating app gives motivation to sign up. That makes sense. But anybody can create a group on Facebook and only give access to people who say they're 55 plus. So selling an idea purely on total addressable market without really understanding human behavior Mm -hmm. is a recipe for disaster. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Look, I get it. We're an aging population. Uh, 77 million baby boomers 10,000 retiring every day. I get the allure of creating something just for for the, the old concept. Folks. Yeah. The problem the problem that was with eons is still a problem today. Old people yeah. do not want to admit that they are old. No. They want to be on TikTok if they can figure it out. They at least want to be on Facebook and stuff that their kids on and maybe grandkids are doing. Instagram, they want to, they don't want to be somewhere that the old people go to die. Like that's that's just like my dad is 83. He, he's almost 84. He lives in a retirement community. And all he can talk about is how old everyone is at the retirement community. I'm like, dad, yeah. you're one of the fucking old people, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that you're 83. Mick Jagger is 80. He turned 80 this week. You think he's joining Peppermint? No. no. He's Mick Jagger. No. Every, all these old people want to be Mick Jagger. They still want it to be Woodstock. They still want it yes. to be the 60s. And exactly. that's just the way that it is. And this thing to get $8 million is totally making a pile in the street and burning it because this thing is not going to take off. There's already dating sites like you mentioned. Yes, STDs are running rampant in these places because you got divorcees and widows all fucking each other. And I'm I'm down with that. That's fine. But you don't need a site for it. And if you do, they yeah. already have our time. Or whatever. There's stuff out there, right? So, so these guys are behind the curve on that. Um, and by the way, let's not even get into the issue of like old people not really figuring out new tech anyway. My dad's phone hasn't been able to download an app for three years because he fucked something up. That's <laughs> sort of the demographic. It's like, let's launch something cool to people that don't get it anyway. And that's ageist. Mm-hmm. Because I can be, because I'm technically almost in the age group for this site. And I can tell you, I (laughs) would never join this site. No. Because I'm a podcaster, damn it. And podcasting is cool forever. Good luck, Peppermint. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, the hashtag full-time daughter and hashtag full-time son trends are gaining popularity on Chinese social media, reflecting the rise of youth unemployment. Many adult children unable to find jobs are hired (laughs) by their parents to do housework and do other companionship activities. Despite some criticism, some see it as a short-term option until better opportunities arise. The increase in unemployment may exacerbate the phenomenon impacting household incomes and overall social consumption in China. Chad, full-time daughter, full-time son, are you ready to take your kids back in and make them a full-time kid once again? No. Let's get this straight. 4,000 subscribers in the full-time daughter group or full-time whatever it was group uh, in a country of 1.4 billion. So that pretty much makes this the upper crust are paying their kids 
while everyone else is still working or, or trying to work or full, full, you know, a bunch of part-time jobs to actually yep. make ends meet. So at the end of the day, it's unsustainable because every country needs highly skilled workers. And unless mom and dad has a cybersecurity firm, uh, it's a cute story, but more Kardashian than reality. I don't see this being sustainable. It's, it, it's, I think it's a clickbaity and interesting uh, for a very small few. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. So in the early 90s, there was a show with Chris Elliott, uh, who was on Schitt's Creek, one of your favorite favorite shows. Yes. Uh-huh. And I forget the name of the show, but the, 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 the gist of the show was he was a 40-year-old man still living with his parents. Yeah. And th- the show was funny because it was so outrageous, like it would never happen. 40-year-old yes. living with parents. And he, he acted like a kid, right? Video games, ordering pizza, like he did immature stuff. Here we are 20, 30 years, 30 years later, and this is becoming a norm. I read all about this stuff about kids staying at home longer. When I was in my early t- teenager, teen, I wanted nothing to do with my parents. I wanted to get as far away from my parents as possible. Yep. If I had to live in a box uh, at, at the Walmart, <laughs> like that was better than dealing with my parents at dinner. Uh, no offense to my parents. China has some real problems. Twenty uh, percent yeah. youth unemployment. There's some real uh, social upheaval there, and and it's weird. Maybe it's cultural. I don't know. But for Chinese adults, parents to pay their kids to just be kids, and you should Google this story if you're listening. <laughs> like pictures of like twenty five year old women that look mm-hmm. like 13-year-old girls. It's like they want to go back in time, the parents, and have kids that were young and do the things that when they were young, they don't want to admit that they're old now. It's all just very bizarre. I don't really get it. They're paying them apparently uh, 1150 1115 US dollars per month, which is apparently the average salary uh, in China. There was a quote from the story that said, you know, my job is to spend time with my parents, for example, taking them to grocery stores and do some household chores. Also, if my parents want to go out, I would make plans in advance for them, taking them to the various locations. Like what kind of surreal upside down world have we have we come into that our our assistants now are our kids that are taking us out to events? Anyway, this is crazy. Maybe we'll all get lucky and Elon will move back into his mom and bring Twitter back for good for old times' sake, man. That's what we can what we can hopefully hope for. Elon, move back boom, into mom's boom, house. Boom. boom, boom, boom. We out. We out. Welcome back, Chad. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.